Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome into the Bleeding Green Nation Draft Reaction Show for Day 2. I am your host, Shane Half. You might have seen me on the BGN Draft Show, the EPA podcast, during the season on the BGN Instant Reaction Shows. Today I am here to break down what happened on Day 2 of the NFL Draft in the third round, as it were, for the Eagles as they traded out of their second round pick. So the Eagles walked into Day 2 with the number 62 pick and the number 66 pick, which they acquired from the Arizona Cardinals as part of the tampering uh, settlement over Jonathan Gannon. We thought all along that the Eagles might trade down in this situation. Um, Having no picks from 66 all the way until the seventh round. Obviously, Howie Roseman likes to throw darts at the dartboard on day three, and he's been very good at it over the years, landing a lot of good players on day three of the draft. And so it was no surprise when pick 62 came up that we found out the Eagles had traded back with the Houston Texans, they moved back three spots from 62 to 65 and they picked up pick 188, which is the sixth rounder and pick 230, which is the seventh rounder. And I thought that was totally fine. Um, we always expected them to do that. What I didn't really expect was for the Eagles then to make back-to-back picks at 65 and at 66. I thought there was a decent chance that they might move one of those picks again to accumulate more capital, but they didn't. They stood and they made those selections uh, with a couple of prospects that I really like. Now, first of all, at pick 65, they drafted offensive lineman Tyler Steen out of Alabama. And I'll confess, Steen is not a prospect that I did any sort of a deep dive on. He wasn't in my top 100 players, uh, so I didn't have a scouting report written over him. Every year, there's just always a few guys that slip through the cracks and they get drafted and you say, who? And then you go and you do some work. And so I watched some cutups of Steen. I watched a couple of his games last night. Uh, And I'm here to tell you, I think it's a pretty good pick. Not that you need my approval to sign off on it. At a certain point, you just trust the Eagles to draft offensive linemen. Uh, After they drafted Landon Dickerson in the second round, a pick I didn't like at the time, and he turned out to be fantastic after they drafted Uh, Cam Jurgens last year, after you see the way that Jeff Stoutland develops these linemen, I've just decided I'm okay with any non-first-round pick on an offensive lineman. I won't ever even question it. That's how good Jeff Stoutland is. But we'll talk about Tyler Steen here. Um, He was a three-star recruit coming out of high school who committed to Vanderbilt as a defensive tackle. And after his freshman season playing as a reserve, he moved to offensive tackle where he played for several years, and then he transferred to Alabama for his 2022 season. Now, he did play one season of right tackle at Vanderbilt, so he's got 12 starts at right tackle. He has 34 starts at left tackle in college. Now, he was announced as an offensive guard by the Eagles, and I think there's some questions about where exactly he's going to play. If you look at his mock draftable spider chart, 
This is comparing him against offensive tackles. Uh, but he is 6'6", which is 61st percentile height, 321 pounds, which is 72nd percentile weight. So he's got good size for a tackle, but unfortunately his arms are really short, 32 and three quarter inch arms, which is ninth percentile arm length for offensive tackles, which has many people speculating that his best fit at the next level will be at offensive guard. And the Eagles like they like their guards to be sized like tackles. You look at guys they've brought in like Brandon Brooks, who is huge and powerful, and it's just what they like to do on the interior. And Steen is powerful. He had 89th percentile bench press. He's an explosive athlete, 81st percentile broad jump, 81st percentile shuttle, which are ways we measure that explosiveness. And overall, he had a 9.46 relative athletic score. And we're going to come back to that in a moment because it has been a theme of the Eagles draft so far. When I watch Steen, some things that jump out at me as his strengths is he is such a smooth mover and he's got really good lateral quickness and watching him at left tackle for Alabama, he can easily set wide against wide nine speed rushers. So you get, you know, the defensive ends or the stand up outside linebackers that are way outside the tackle. He has no problem uh, kicking out, you know, getting out smooth there and, and locking that down off of the edge. So uh, he's got the athleticism that the Eagles like to see in their offensive linemen. You think about Lane Johnson and how they like to get him out moving. You think about Jordan Maialata, Jason Kelsey. They love to get these guys on the move. And you're going to be able to do that with Tyler Steen as well. He's really a good mover. But he's not just a good mover. He's got good functional strength. He didn't just bench press well. You see it on the film. He's He's strong. Uh, in both the running game and the passing game, he doesn't really get bull rush. Now, there's some technical deficiencies we'll talk about in a moment that open him up to some things, but uh, he's got good functional strength at the point of attack. He's, like I said, a good mover in the running game. He loves to get to the second level, and he doesn't like decleat defenders. He's not pancaking guys, but he does a really good job getting to the second level and walling off those linebackers and those safeties and creating running lanes. So, you can see the Eagles using him in that way, using him as a weapon in the running game, using him in their zone scheme uh, to string out plays. You could see them pulling him to the second level. There's a lot of creativity you could get with Tyler Steen. Now, why was he there in the third round? Well, he's sort of a raw player technically. He he spent a year as the left tackle for Alabama, where I'm sure he got great coaching, but he got was at Vanderbilt before that, and that's not exactly a powerhouse program. And there's a lot of refinement needed in his game. Remember, he committed to Vanderbilt as a defensive tackle, so he's still, rel- despite playing four seasons, he's relatively new to the position. He gets caught flat-footed at times. He'll be back on his heels, which you don't want to be on your heels. You also don't want to be on your toes, which sounds strange, but you don't want to be leaning either direction, and he gets caught back on his heels at times, and he lets rushers into his chest which is really problematic. Uh, He doesn't have the arm length to keep them at bay unless he's out attacking. And when he lets them into his chest, he has a really inconsistent anchor. And so despite his strength, he can get pushed back into the pocket at times. He's also got poor balance at times because I think his base gets too wide. He gets his feet spread too far out uh, and it gets poor balance and pass rushers are able to knock him off balance and get by him. And Also, you know, I mentioned he's got that smooth kick out. He can get out to these wide nine edge rushers really easily, but sometimes he drops that outside foot too far and it gives speed rushers a more direct path to the quarterback than they should have. And so I think he's a good player. 
He's got good strength. He's got really good tools, but there's a lot of rawness in his game, some technique that needs refined. And I think he lands in a perfect position. Uh, you can't teach speed. You can't teach strength, but what you can teach is the technique. And the Eagles have one of the best in the business and Jeff Stoutland, who took Jordan Mailata, a guy who had never played football before and made him a starting left tackle in the NFL in a few short years. I think Tyler Steen has a lot of versatility. He's got a lot of tools. Now, where is he going to fit in for the Eagles right now? Well, they announced him as an offensive guard. And so I would expect for him to compete with Cam Jurgens for the right guard spot and maybe Jack Driscoll as well. I would expect them to all compete for that right guard job. And should he win the job? Obviously, he'd be the starter. If he doesn't win the job, I think he becomes a backup for you. He's probably your backup swing tackle as well with reps at both right and left tackle. But I would imagine the Eagles view him as a right guard of the future. Even if Cam Jurgens wins the job this year, you would assume that he's going to shift back to center when Jason Kelsey retires. And Tyler Steen just continues the pipeline of pouring resources into the offensive line. So although he's not a player that I was familiar with, uh, after going back and looking at him, I like the pick. And in Jeff Stoutland, we trust. If Jeff Stoutland likes it, who am I to complain? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a... 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And then we go to the number 66 pick where I felt pretty certain the Eagles would probably trade back. I didn't think they would make two picks in a row, but they did. And they selected safety Sidney Brown out of Illinois. And I love this selection. Uh, Sidney Brown was a five-year starter for Illinois, which sounds crazy, five years. But the COVID year, there was waivers. Everybody, that's why prospects are older now. Um, but he was also a team captain for Illinois. And he's going to add to a safety battle for training camp between Reed Blankenship. And then they went out and signed Terrell Edmonds, Justin Evans, and they drafted Sidney Brown. I think, honestly, I think it's going to be a four-way spot competing for two places on the roster as starters. I think Sidney Brown has a really good chance to be one of those guys. I think Terrell Edmonds probably gets a spot and it's probably between Sidney Brown and Reed Blankenship for who will be safety two and safety three. Sidney Brown was the number 45 player on my big board. So to get him at 66 and for him to fit such a big position of need, I think this was a slam dunk pick. Uh, Sidney Brown was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. And his twin brother, Chase Brown, who, by the way, is a day three name to watch, plays running back for Illinois. Their dad played three seasons in the CFL, so they've got 
that NFL, uh, I guess not NFL since it was the CFL, but they have that football in their blood. Uh, he was a state finalist in high school as a sprinter and track the 400, the four by 400 and the four by 100 meter. So he's got a track background. He's explosive, really fast. He was third team, all big 10 in 2019 honorable mention, all big 10 in 2021 and first team, all big 10 in 2022. Now he is small 510, which is sixth percentile for safeties, but he's 211 pounds, which is 69th percentile. Just a little over 23 years old, and he ran a 44740, which is 79th percentile, with a 40 and a half inch vertical that's 93rd percentile, and his 23rd reps on the bench were 91st percentile. So he's fast and he's strong, even if he's a little small. He's not he's not light. He he's bulked up. He's a twitched up athlete. Uh, he had a 9.67 relative athletic score. In 2022, he had 60 tackles. Uh, Three and a half tackles for loss, one sack, six interceptions, one touchdown, and seven passes defensed. Now, Sidney Brown brings a ton of positional versatility to the Eagles, and that's going to be huge for the Sean Desai defense, who wants to be able to disguise what they're doing, rotate coverages. Sidney Brown can be a piece of that. In his last three years at Illinois, he took 387 snaps as a deep safety, 986 snaps in the box and 365 snaps in the slot. So you can use him to do a lot of things similarly to how the Eagles use Chauncey Gardner Johnson, except he's uh, bigger, stronger, and you could put him in the box more instead of just the slot and, and deep safety. Like I said, he is a twitched up athlete who shows explosiveness all over, all over his tape, um, at least straight line explosiveness. His combine testing, it showed great agility. On film, he doesn't change directions the best, and so hopefully that's something they can smooth out technically, but he's got explosiveness in straight line all over his film. He diagnoses plays really quickly, and routinely you can see him reacting before his teammates on the film, and so he's really good at sniffing out plays and where they're going. Obviously, he's got good ball skills with the six interceptions and seven passes defensed. He's a guy who can go make plays, and He's got some special teams uh, availability too. Like his absolute floor, in my opinion, is a really good special teams player who plays in sub packages. And the Eagles need special teamers. Their special teams has been dreadful. And while I don't think this is about a pick about special teams, I think he's going to be given every shot to compete for a starting job. I do expect to see him on the field on special teams. And that's huge for these day two, day three guys. If you can get on the field, if, if you can be active because you can contribute on special teams, it gives you more ability to get into the game uh, on regular downs as well. Now, he does have some weaknesses. Obviously, I talked about his agility not really showing up on the film. Um, his height also impacts his ability to cover tight ends. I get 5'10", when you get a good tight end lined up on him, like he can be in the guy's hip pocket but there's just such a height discrepancy and it causes mismatch issues when he's trying to man up tight ends. So that'll be something to watch for. I know the Eagles haven't shied away from small defensive backs. Obviously Avante Maddox is very small in the slot. And when Avante Maddox was outside a few years ago, it did cause some issues. And so we'll see how they, how they use Sidney Brown. And if they try to keep him away from those larger tight ends, he's also a poor tackler. Uh, he's missed 15% or more of his tackle attempts every year of his career. And so 
you do feel a little apprehension about having him as the last level in your defense to prevent big plays when he's so poor as a tackler. That's something they'll try to clean up. I think that's probably more than anything why he spent so much time in the slot and in the box at Illinois. He just couldn't be trusted deep as the last man on the field. So I like the Sidney Brown pick. Obviously, he's in there in the third round for a reason, but I think you should be optimistic about that pick. I had a second round grade on Sidney Brown, and I really like that. As we zoom out and look at the draft as a whole, the Eagles draft has been really focused on athleticism. Now, I'm going to exclude Jalen Carter from this. He was, you know, he's a blue chip player. There's also some things with his drills. Um, Obviously, he was overweight at his pro day. He had everything going on at the combine. So his relative athletic score maybe is not indicative as him as a player. But the other three selections, Nolan Smith was a 9.23 relative athletic score. Um, Sidney Brown, 9.68. Tyler Steen, a 9.46. These are all three very athletic guys. They're explosive athletes. And the Eagles have really turned a corner, in my opinion. If you think back a few years ago, several years ago, even to like the Derek Barnett pick, the Eagles used to emphasize production at the college level over athleticism. And I feel like they've learned that lesson. They've turned the corner and they've started to focus on these measurables, this explosiveness and trusting that they can coach up technique and things like that. And I think that's a good move. And we've seen it pay dividends over the last few years. At best, the NFL draft is a bit of a dart throw. And so if you're going to throw darts at the dart board, you might as well throw them at highly athletic players that if they do hit, they're just going to have a higher ceiling. Overall, I feel great about what the Eagles have done in the draft so far. I mean, there's really nothing that could have happened on day two and three that would have made me feel bad after how day one went off. But day two didn't do anything to make me feel worse. Like with the number nine pick, the Eagles got the number two player on my big board. With the number 30 pick, they got the number 16 player on my big board. And with the number 66 pick, they got the number 45 player on my board. So I view all of these as good value picks. And as I mentioned with Steen, he's a guy that slipped through the cracks in terms of my scouting, but I see, I like what I've seen since then. And I trust Jeff Stoutland uh, more than anybody else when it comes to evaluating players. So a plus all around for me, for the Eagles draft, I really like what they've done on day three. That's going to kick off uh, about three hours after recording this. The Eagles have one pick in the sixth round, pick 188, acquired from the Texans. And then they have three seventh round picks, 219, 230, and 248. Uh, what I would like to see the Eagles do, I would like to see a developmental wide receiver and or running back with some return ability. Again, special teams contributor. Put someone in the pipeline. You can easily stick a wide receiver on this roster. You can easily stick a running back on this roster. When you think about day three selections, you want to pick players at positions that you have a roster spot. And so I don't think you're going to see the Eagles select any developmental defensive linemen. Uh, that that room is just full. There's no more room. You could see maybe another offensive lineman, but I do think you're going to be looking at skill position players on offense and then maybe linebacker and cornerback on the defensive side of the ball. I would also really like to see them go get a punter. You have to bring in someone to challenge Aaron Sipos, who was not very good last year, and it was his second year of not being great. Uh, you can circle punter Michael Turk out of Oklahoma. I think he's the best punter in this draft. I'm an Oklahoma fan. I could be a little biased, but I've watched him play, and 
uh, for several years and consensus big boards bear out the fact that he's probably the first punter off the board. So go grab Michael Turk in the sixth or seventh round. Chase Brown, Sidney Brown's brother, is a really athletic running back that could potentially be on the board for the Eagles. Uh, and there's other guys. I mean, Keely Ringo is falling. You could continue the Georgia pipeline, although I really doubt he's going to make it all the way to the sixth round. Uh, there's some receiver options in like Tyler Scott, uh, the receiver out of Cincinnati, uh, Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver out of LSU, A.T. Perry, wide receiver out of Wake Forest. There's some defensive backs. Chris Smith II is another Georgia player defensive back that you could look at later uh, in the draft. Blake Freeland is an offensive tackle. So there's a lot of names still on the board. Um, Addy Tamiwa Adabare, edge rusher out of Northwestern, is falling, even though apparently the Eagles were interested in him at 30. Uh, but again, I just can't imagine them taking another pass rusher at this point. So uh, lots of stuff to be monitoring here on day three. Uh, Keep it tuned here to BGN Radio. We'll be breaking down all of these picks for you guys. There'll be a day three reaction up later uh, next week. The BGN Draft Show crew will be back, myself, uh, Dibes, and Mark Henry Jr., and we'll break down what the Eagles did in the draft as a whole. Uh, if you are interested in more NFL total draft coverage, my podcast, Chalk Talk, will be doing NFL draft grades for every team over the next couple of weeks. So there's going to be all kind of content if you're watching here on YouTube, be sure and smash that subscribe button. Turn on notifications so you don't miss any of BGN's great content. If you're listening later on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, please five-star rate, review on Twitter, retweet these streams. Uh, help us get the coverage out here to more Eagles fans. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you for sticking with us through Draft Weekend. And I can't wait to get these guys into rookie OTAs, into training camp, and to continue to bring you more great coverage of the Eagles 2023 draft class. So I'm signing off now uh, at the end of day two, looking forward to day three. I'll give my traditional sign off. Go birds. Go birds.